When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. TCL is a proud sponsor of the Score North Studios. TCL, America's fastest growing TV brand. Hockey, yeah, yeah. My favorite. It's Judd's Hockey Show. Judd's Hockey Show, it's a one-timer. It's uh, Judd, it's Declan Goff. It is, what is this, Thursday afternoon as we record this. The Wild getting set to open a three-game West Coast road trip, Declan, in San Jose tonight. Uh, a very interesting situation the Wild finds itself in right now because they are at 73 points with 66 games played. Um, Arizona, at 68 games played, has 74 points. They won last night against Vancouver. They are the first team, Arizona, out of a playoff spot. Winnipeg is the first team in at 74 points in 68 games. And Vancouver, 66 games played, 74 points, is the top wild card. In other words, if the Wild does win tonight, the Wild moves into, might be briefly, but moves into the top wild card spot. Who would have thunk? Not Who me. would have thought? They've been in the playoff spot not even a month ago. in December, correct? Yeah. I believe they moved into one and moved out very quickly, but that was their only uh, time flirting really with a playoff spot realistically in the uh, 2019-20 season. Yeah, it's crazy. It's absolutely crazy. And there's still a lot of season left to play, and right, right now the Wild are on that roller coaster up and getting us all high on getting into the postseason. Kevin Fiala is a magical man. Alex Stalock has stabilized things. Dean Evison is a John Torchetti 2.0, getting this team back, back on track. I'm interested to see what they do against the bottom feeders in the West against uh, the Kings, Sharks, and Ducks. So 16 games left, and as you just said, they have uh, their next three all on the road, but all against really not good teams. The Sharks, the Ducks, and the Kings are the three worst teams in the Western Conference. So you have a situation here where it's a golden opportunity. Now, we've seen the Wild take a situation like this before and certainly slip up. Um, there are, are reasons, Kevin Fiala, Alex Daylock, to think it might be different this time around. But I guess this is one of those things, back to your point about the Torchetti year, when he took over for Yo, uh, do you get the consistency? Do you get that push like they uh, gave that year? Although, as you point out to me, they lost their last five regular season games that time. Or do they go on a 16-game run here? Because there are plenty of cupcakes left. Right. It's not like they're playing all great teams. Uh, I believe I looked it up going into the Nashville game, Dex. I want to say that was 17 games left. I want to say they had nine games against teams in a playoff spot going into that game and eight games against non-playoff teams. So there are opportunities for points here. Uh, the problem, well, I guess it's not a problem because it's fun if you're a fan. The issue in this league are there are so many points available, and so even a small slip-up or two, and when you look at the amount of teams fighting for Western Conference playoff spots, a small slip or two could be fatal. According to our friends at Money Puck, the Wild have a 67% chance to make the postseason. So That's right now, the odds are they're to going it. to make it, right? I mean, 33% chance that they won't make it. So it, it, it's a big swing for this road trip. 
and they're cupcake opponents. I think anything less than five out of the six possible points would be a disappointment, to be honest. Um, you should be able to take care of these teams. And like you said, there's cupcakes, but I mean, it's not going to be a cakewalk either. You have the Knights, you have the Avalanche, you have the Predators two more times, um, even the Islanders who aren't a pushover, the Capitals, the Blues. It's either a cupcake or a pretty good foe. Mm-hmm. So you're, you'll get a good judgment on, on who the Wild are here. And let's be honest that win against the Predators was impressive, but can they do that consistently? Because they've beat up on the bad teams. They, they should beat the bad teams. Every, if, you're, if you're a decent, good team, you should absolutely beat up on the Red Wings, the Ducks, the Kings of the world. Can you hang, though, with the Capitals? Can you hang with the Blues, the Islanders, the Golden Knights? That's what's going to be remain to be seen. So let's start, as we discussed these last 16 games, let's start in goal, because I think there's a very important question to be asked here. I don't think anybody in their right mind is suggesting that Alex Daylock, after uh, this season, is going to be now uh, heralded as the number one goaltender, and you're the man. But he is the man for this team, For it looks like, or certainly is, for the rest of this season now with uh, Dubnik relegated to the bench for the most part. I think he'll play, as we talked about, one game on this upcoming trip. And if you were going to recall a Capo Kakinen, you're not now because he's hurt and going to be out for a probably I lengthy think, period of time. Yeah, it's not, he, had a, he had a broken bone. They didn't specify what. Does not need surgery, but yes, Well, he's out. not going to have a chance out. to play then. And, he's not, and you're, you're certainly not going to rehab him and, and then bring him here if anything, when you didn't do that before and be like, you're our goaltender. Yeah. So let's start with, with Stalock, who played, I thought, an outstanding game against the Predators and has been really good, um, really good probably since Everson took this job. Do you think that Alex Stalock is capable of backstopping? So remove everything else. Do you think he's capable of backstopping this team into a playoff spot? No, I don't. Um, I think he's capable of of having a, a performance like Nashville here and there, and he's strung together some very nice performances over his last 12, 15 starts. Um, do I expect him to keep up essentially Vesna-like candidacy of 920 save percentage and a 2 GAA over the next 16 games? I absolutely do not. So let me just say that, no, I don't expect him to be this elite goaltender. And to re-answer your question, though, of can he be the guy to get you into the postseason? Well, yeah, because it's, it's by default. Because it's not going to be Dubnik. It's obviously not going to be Capo. So, yeah, by default, he's your guy. But sure. do I trust him to put But do you think up, he'll do it? No. Flat, flat out, do you think, going through the list of, of, I said, there's some bad teams here, but you then pointed out, and you're right, there's some good teams. So you're going to probably have to beat the Capitals or somebody right. along the way. Do you think that with him in goal, this team uh, fulfills the odds you read me? And makes the playoffs. Yes, I mean they'll make the playoffs. Yes, I think they'll make the playoffs. I mean, they might not point. make the. This is they not might a slam not. Dunk. It's not a slam dunk. They could go wild, but it, it sounds like they're going to be in. They're they're now in the mix, and and it's not to say that I, I still am against them getting a top ten pick, which is now they're really behind the eight ball of that happening. That essentially would have to lose three fourths of their games the rest of the way to put themselves back in the top ten, and it'd be one thing, and and, and here's here's a problem I have is it'd be one thing if the Wild had a history of drafting well in the first round, no matter what the picks are. Boston consistently sure. drafts well in the first round. Absolutely. Okay. Winnipeg built up their 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 mini dynasty, their roster by always picking in the top five of the lottery, getting all those players that they have at, on top of their forwards, right? So either you have to get in the lottery consistently, stay there and hit home runs, or you have to be a well-drafting, executed team like a Bruins that can always just turn out draft picks no matter where they're picking. The problem is the Wild aren't either of those. So when they're going to pick at, let's just say, 14th, 15th in this year's June draft or so, 
I don't know if I'm even convinced that that's going to be a game-breaking player because Matthew Boldy right now is the perfect example of someone who's playing better at Beast BU and probably will be there again for his sophomore season, but is at very least three years away from making a significant impact on this roster, and that's where I look at this current first-round pick being for the Wild. I'd love to be wrong, as you well, know. Well, Bill Guerin might have a staff that could do a better job than the previous True. staffs did. Who knows? Exactly, exactly. Know. So, so it, it, yeah, a little unfair to me. I mean, if you, had to told me, if you had flat out asked me right now, could I get the top 10 pick, which they're not going to, but could I have got the top 10 pick, and if I can, I miss the playoffs, I would give up the playoff spot right now. I know. Like, this is this is fun. For our purposes... Probably more professionally, we'd prefer to see this because it gives us more to talk about. In the playoffs. Yes, yes. What they're doing now makes our jobs a lot more fun. Yes. And I think it, it makes listeners be like, hey, I might listen to Judd's Hockey Podcast with Declan because this might be a playoff team. Uh, if they were if they were as bad as we thought they were going to be, nobody would care, probably including us. Correct. So professionally, this is better. But if you gave me the a job professionally working for Bill Garrett in the X, I would advise, I would say, you're crazy. Mm-hmm. You should have missed the playoffs. Exactly. And you should have missed it by quite a bit so right. that we could possibly get a top 10 pick. Because it's not fair to say, well, if Billy Garrett's drafting 16th, he should get a great player. He might. You don't know that. Don't know. But if you got a top 10 pick, odds are pretty good. Exactly. Uh, so this is, so professionally and personally, I'm torn here because personally, I think they should have missed the playoffs and been bad. Um, professionally, this is more fun to go to games. And, you know, the last two games, that been we've great. been to. It's been fun. Washington was an unbelievable atmosphere, and Nashville, the building wasn't full, but that was a fun game. Exactly. Uh, so I'm I'm not going to uh, complain about going to a game where it's fun to be there. But I mean, Dex, this is how close things are right now, and this is why uh, trying to put odds on this is probably damn near impossible. So the Central Division, which is extremely tough. Yep. So the top three teams in each division make the playoffs and aren't subject to to the rest of the a craziness of the wild card. The Central Division is St. Louis, 67 games played, and that's important, 90 points. Yep. Colorado Avalanche, 66 games played, 88 points. And then the Dallas Stars, 66 games played, 82 points. So the Central Division's pretty much decided. It's going to be decided among those three. Yep. Okay. The Pacific Division's where it gets dicey. Ugh. Vegas, 68 Gong games show. played, 82 points. Edmonton in second place despite the fact that the Wilds kicked their butts up and down this season. <laughs> 67 games played, 80 points. Then we get to Calgary, which is in third place now after they rallied to beat Columbus on Wednesday. 68 games played, 77 points. And then I'll go back through the wild card again. Vancouver, 66 games played, 74 points. So only three clear or only three behind Calgary, who they would then jump for the third place in the Pacific because that's their division if they can make up those points. Winnipeg is 68 games played, 74 points. Arizona, 68 games played, 74 points. Minnesota, 66, 73. And then Nashville's on their heels at 66 games played, 72 points. And even Chicago, which is a really weird team. They've won their past three now. They get hot and then cold really quick. 66 games played, 68 points. So you don't really have a team that you can say is dead in the water with a month left until you get to San Jose, Anaheim, and the Kings. Right. So that's where to what you're saying, and I'm with you. I think you get you need to get five or six points in the next three games, and I don't think it's too much to expect all six. Not with how many, not with how behind the eight ball you were, and now you're trying to to dig out. I think at least five or six, but I, I'll say six to six. These are bottom feeders you're playing. They've checked out, and they're the only three bottom feeders left in your conference. Exactly, and yeah, anything less than five would most likely be a disappointment. 
I mean, for me, and what I'm trying to see in this series, too, is not only, yeah, I, I want to see wins, but that's lazy. I do want to see if Dubnik can come in here and just at the very least look competent. Because I'm, I'm going to, and this is going to, it's not going to be a great evergreen thing, what I'm about to say, because a wild play tonight. If Stalock starts against the Sharks, which I'm assuming he is tonight, against on Thursday, it's a March don't, 5th. Don't worry about it. Right. Instantaneous. Regardless, though, it's hard to pull Stalock right now. So if they win these next two games, you have you have to figure out a time to get Dubnik involved and not burn out Stalock. I was thinking about this very thing because we were talking about this during the Nashville game, and you're like, well, Dubnik will get one of these next three. And Common Sense says he will because they play back-to-backs against the Ducks and Kings on Saturday and Sunday. But I thought about the same thing. What if Stalock continues to play really well? And, and they did show Detroit-Columbus was Thursday and Friday, and Stalock got the shutout correct against Detroit. Or no, he gave up a goal, and then he got the shutout. But the point being is he didn't get a lot of work in, in the Detroit game, and Dean Everson's like, you're coming back. Right. So I was giving that same thing some thought. Exactly. Is there anything else you're looking for on this road trip that's not just points and goalies? Um, well, it, it, it's unfortunate, and hope all the best for Eric Stahl. It sounds like he has a family issue, a death in the family, I believe, that's that's not, that didn't allow him to travel. And Eric Stahl certainly has not been great of late, but he it has His presence will be missed. anchored your top line. Yeah. Uh, and so I'm curious now to see who plays Rask must bump Probably back Victor. in. And so he bumps in as the four, and now you got a new yeah, Eric Sinek is the one. You know, you know what could probably, probably but, like this happen. could get interesting. This yes, I'm very curious to see what the lines look like without Eric Stahl playing. And it reads like he's going to be gone for all three. I know he probably doesn't want to. Bre- I, I know he doesn't want to break him up, but Miko's probably going to move up. Oh, I yeah, I, you're right. I trust Miko, and this is crazy Eric to Sinek? say. I trust Miko Koivu to move up to the top line. In play, or top six minutes than I do Victor Rask. Oh, yeah. Well, okay. Hold, but Wait, let's do the math here. Okay. So who would you play with Fiala? Would you play... I'd play Eck with Fiala. I don't think I can do that. I don't think I could play Koivu with Fiala because he can't skate with him. Uh, I mean, Stahl can barely skate, too, so... And I don't... Galchenyuk's playing center out of default. Okay, I would go... I would go... I Ek, think I'd put Koivu. I'd go... And you might be right, but I would go Eck, Koivu, Galchenyuk, Rask. Rask has to be the four. Yep. Yes, exactly. I never understood where Bruce would move him to the two. He was trying to gear as gear and influence. So I would think that per, I'll disagree with you, and mm-hmm. but I will allow that you might be right. Personally, I would have Koivu still at the two, and I would give Ek the first chance because I think I think Ek deserves it. But there might be concern about that there. Yeah, I just don't know. This is going to sound really really pathetic. It's sad to say. I don't know if I can ask Miko's body to be the number one. You know what? I'm going to rescind everything I just said. You're playing the worst teams in the league. Put Eck on the top line. Okay. There's nothing. He, but and, ultimately, and, you might, what you said might not Ek's be wrong. Eck's been deployed against other top line units. And even though, you know what? The Sharks aren't offensively horrible on, the, on top. Mm-hmm. This would be an ideal situation, whether you're winning or losing. I think actually to put Eck on the top line. So I'll rescind everything I just said in the last two minutes. <laughs> you're going to pull it I'm, back? And I'm going to put, I'm going to backpedal right back. Eck should be playing with Fiala on top. That's where I'm at. Final thoughts? Uh, win some games and prove us wrong because, yeah, playoffs sound fun, but I would also like that top 10 pick. I don't know. I'm so conflicted, Judd. That's what I got. Say the three magic words. Pass, shoot, score.